Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, Scott. It's Will Hinchel here. Is Jesse there as well? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here as well. Sorry about that. No, wonderful, no, wonderful no. to chat to you again, Will. Thank you very much. Loving it, mate. Absolutely amazing. Well, awesome well, to be back again. And awesome to be talking about this uh, very, very cool film. I was looking forward to it and wasn't at all... Um, and uh, it was it was it was everything and more. Well, my opening line: Debt Collectors, awesome movie, reuniting French and Sue, who we first saw in Debt Collector, which is a truly enjoyable, properly cinematic film. Which I think the thing I said last time is I like the sense of cinema about it. Fantastic naturalistic lighting, sound mix is cool. Very cool music with shades of Sergio Leone, Tarantino, Cowboy Clint Eastwood, Dirty Harry, Bullet, and Lethal Weapon, all wrapped up in a Hyundai, which I think mm-hmm. is a very cool way to make a film. Um, and it's awesome. I want to steal that. I want to steal that line. <laughs> Brilliant. Please do. Um, how did you originally come up with the idea of reinventing the buddy movie, you know, back at the first film? And then what prompted you to bring them back again after French and Sue had seemingly died in the first film? Was there anything particular apart from the first one being a great success? I was twisting your arm, wasn't I, Jesse? I was yeah. very, I was very yeah. eager to get, because I had such a great time. Obviously, I have a great relationship with Jesse and we've done some great work together. But I really enjoyed working with Lewis on the first one. And I think Jesse might feel differently, but I, I actually felt like I was disappointed in the way the first film ended, to be honest. I thought, oh, man, I want to bring these guys back. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, from script to film, there was such an enormous change, wasn't there, Scott? The initial script yeah. that we both read was, was a type of a film. It had you know, very, very... Ponzi artistic and you know sort of ambitions and then when we made the film it suddenly came out in a very working class sort of really really familiar and wonderful way and, and it no longer sort of it, you know we cut out a lot of the the sort of arty stuff some some stayed in with the cows and things like that which are okay but we, it suddenly took on its own life and its own life was based on this incredible relationship that the two characters created by Scott and Louis had 
uh, and it and it really really worked. And and it's a, it was a great surprise to all of us how, how well it worked when it was completed as a movie. I mean, I think the executive producer Ahud was. I turned around and looked at him in the theatre. He was just shaking his head because he had hated the script, and then saw the movie and loved the film. You know, it's, it was an interesting thing. And, and initially, I turned down Scott. I wasn't interested in the sequel. And he pitched me, sold me on an idea. And at that point, once once I got excited by it, it you know, through you know, down to Scott's enthusiasm primarily, but also a very very you know, this the idea of Vegas and the characters. I I didn't want to let it go, and I I think we ended up you know working feverish you know probably something like thirty two different drafts and just just really really polishing it, and it became very exciting. You know, it it it, it got its own life, and then you don't want to walk away from it. You know. One of the questions is sort of the, the relationship between um, uh, you, Scott, you and Louis. Um, it, it's a very close one and a very natural one. Is is that something that you foster when you're on set or is it something that, and it, does it just come naturally or is it something you have to work at? Yeah, I think it just it came naturally to us. Um, it does feel really there. natural. It just looks... Yeah, nice. but it, it's not like we're there going, oh shit, we've got great chemistry. I mean, you don't really realise it until you see the film put together and, and that everything's working and you know you see some scenes edited and you think oh this is really great and we've got a good camaraderie here but what was interesting was going into the second one knowing that we had that chemistry in the first and I almost worrying that we, we weren't going to have the same chemistry again because you know we felt like oh well are we reaching for it more now are we are we hammering it over the head are we, are we because before it was just effortless and it just happened but it was something we we zoned in on this time. And it did, we were okay and it all worked, but those were the questions that we were asking at the time, wasn't it, Jesse? Yeah, no, it was a, uh, it was a tricky thing. We didn't know who we were going with either. I mean, Louis was cast in the same way that any actor is cast. We, you know, I went through dozens of people because it was such a meaty role. We knew that, you know, they'd be carrying, you know, uh, 50% of the picture almost. It's, it's a, uh, it was, a, it was an agonizing process casting it. We, we got down to three people and we were, we were weeks away from filming, right? Scott, it was not, it was not an early or an easy decision to make. Uh, I knew, I knew Louis was a criminally underrated actor because he'd been in and read for me before. Uh, and I'd almost worked with him on Charlie Valentine. Uh, and then a director called William Kaufman works with him as friends with him and his friends with myself and Scott. Uh, and we sort of did a bit of due diligence and the general sort of scuttlebutt was that Louis was someone that was just very, very good, but had not been utilized correctly yet. So we, we kind of had an idea of what he was going to bring, but I mean, he's, he's tremendous and very, very, very easy to work with as a director, tons of ideas, but most importantly, with regard to sharing the screen, almost no ego. Would you would you say, Scott? Oh yeah, he's a team player. It's all about the movie. It's not about him. He's uh, you know he's there to make the film good, not just his own performance. And to, for me to work with an actor like him, it lifts my game as well. So I always want to work with a good actor, you know, because that's good for me. But the other thing about Lewis and what a lot of people didn't realize, don't realize. I mean, they will after this film. But he's a really good martial artist. He can handle himself. He's legit. But, you, you know, we have a little bit of a scrap in this one. Um, and you can see that he's, you know, he's got a lot to offer in that regard as well. So as well as being a really talented actor, physically he's fantastic as well. And that was important for me to get a Sue that you could believe could kick somebody's ass as well. He's like a fire hydrant. He's absolutely fiercely strong and and very very coordinated and, and moves like a dancer you know it's, it's a 
very very interesting it's not what you expect at all when you when you when you see debt collector quite how physical he is in in, in real life it's it's a joy to work with him it, it does. He's, he has no, he has no ego when it comes to directing which makes my life extraordinarily easy you know there's no you know how's how's this angle is this this is my good side of my face or you know he he shows he, he has a uh, scar on the back of his head from a from a hair transplant he was the one that chose to to shave the hair around it and show it off because he felt it made him look like a uh, you know a, a little bit sort of damaged you know and and then you know the, the the pot belly doesn't mind that that was grown for the for the first movies and there's no hiding it with i've worked with actors no no need to mention any of them you know they might have been ex wrestlers but they you know i had i had to always frame uh the shot so it was above their 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 belly because they were so so sort of you know self-conscious which is part of my work that's my work as a director i don't mind doing that it's completely fine but with louis it was absolutely anything's anything's game i'll show it you know it doesn't matter and that's that's really really quite fun you know you go in there and you you know it's all it's the ego is is the story and that's and scott's like that too it's a uh, it's a it's a joy working but with having him. said that jesse jesse you might have to hide my pot belly after this quarantine <laughs> <laughs> i somehow believe don't believe that Neither do I. Believe no. it. I think your idea of a pot belly is is a little bit more critical than, than most other human beings. Okay, maybe. Well, picking up on your thing of talking about fighting styles and being able to fight, yes, and you mentioned that the fight you have with uh, Louis Lewis at the end is a little one. It's a fairly full-on um, balls-out one. So um, it's and, and it and it looks and feels real and just it's fantastic, nice and gritty. Um, it's it's your style in the film is is sort of in a way sort of old school punches and, and full on hits um, and a few BJJ I noticed uh, in inspired moves in there as well. How did you decide what approach to take to to it and sort of make it more gritty or or less gritty? What was what was fighting style that you decided to stay with? Was it just keeping it real? Yeah, keeping it real because. It is a realistic sort of plot and setting and, you know, the fighting, I wanted it to be gritty and, you know, down to earth. And that that fit the tone of the film. Sorry? We wanted to get them exhausted to see them just, just, you know, to the point where they couldn't even breathe by the end of it because they've just, just thrown everything into this fight. That that was important to me. The, you know, the style just had to be like the rest of the film, you know, real life plus 10% fantasy. But... But I think the lads did fantastically. I mean, they were, they, you know, it looked like it was an excruciating sort of experience trying to get through that fight. You know, I think we had some had some issues on it as well. But it was a, uh, you know, it, it it had to not be an easy fight. Uh, and I I had initially fought Scott on it and and didn't didn't want it in the movie. And then he brought up one of my favorites and his favorites, which is They Live, the John Carpenter picture. Uh, and I've worked with I've worked with uh, Roddy Piper and, and Keith David. I've done five movies with, and I thought, hell, we at that point I was sold. He sold me on that one, you know. That's one of my all-time favourite fight scenes, not because of the choreography or the way they're performing it, but the, the way the characters are, the way they act it, and just the comedy that that is involved in it, and the fact that it you think it's finished and then it it doesn't doesn't seem to end. So we definitely paid homage to They Live, and it's obvious when you watch the film. But, of course, um, we found it an alleyway, and they had a bit of shade in their alleyway, but <laughs> the one we had was in August in the valley, so and I had that bloody had leather jacket on. We had people on the oh. set that were, that were fainting. It was, uh, it was absolutely... Um, it, was like a, it was like an oven in there. It was uh, crazy. 
Yeah. I had to go back to the trailer and be put on a drip for a couple of hours before I could complete the movie. Wasn't that right? I was in a right mess. Dehydration. Unbelievable. And, and, and really, we should have pulled the plug. Any, any director with any sense of uh, safety in his actors would have pulled the plug at that point. But, but you volunteered to come back out, so we, we finished it. I wouldn't let you pull the plug. You, you know that. Yeah, it was, a, uh, it was an incredible, incredible trial. That was, it was amazing. You know, we had, we had crew members that were being taken to the hospital because it was so hot that day. Uh, but it was, uh, it's, it, you know, it's it not easy. It feels like you're watching it. You feel, it, it, it doesn't feel like you've given it, I know I'm giving you your all. And that's, uh, I think, the truth of it. It's, it's a fantastic fight sequence, along with a ton of other ones as well. They're all excellent. Which brings me on to the next question. Is no, Again, so more of a Scott question. Um, there's no question the, this type of fighting, physically hard work and painful too and damaging as you're talking about did you stunt double any of it did i use a stunt double for any of it yeah uh in the fight scene i think only for the very very wide angle because it was a view a point of view through the car and we had you off doing first unit somewhere else didn't we doing a quick shot i think i was in the trailer i think i was in the trailer on a drip on a drip (laughs) one very 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 wide angle of a uh stunt double being dropped on the hood of the car and not because it was a stunt uh, because it was a photo double because you were indisposed at that particular point but with scott you have to understand you don't you can't really double him in the same way that you do a, you know a normal uh, lead actor because scott moves so much better yeah. with such a unique manner that you put a stunt man in unless he's a world-class martial artist and and able to copy scott's particular style it's going to stand out so unfortunately scott's created this situation where he has to do pretty much 99 percent of his own stunts and all of his own fighting you know really wouldn't you say yeah. scott other than yeah you know, i mean look look i i um I, I want to do as much as i can uh but you know i'm not gonna when it comes to getting hit by a car or smashed through a window and things like that, that things that could break a bone or cut your face or anything like that, you have to get a stunt double to come and do it because if you should get hurt and you're going to have to shut down the production and we, well, we, we don't, have, we don't have enough money to shut down the production. The, we, the we train is not going to stop. And, and puts yeah. us, puts so one thing did happen on this movie, didn't it? I pulled my hamstring in the chase. Yeah. So we had to have some help from, from a stunt double who, Probably should have had a better haircut, <laughs> but you know, little, these things happen. A little bit of the foot chase was, you know, was 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 a double. But as you know, honestly, as I say, the, the the big thing with Scott, it's a plus and a negative. It's a plus because you get a real authenticity to the action, and I, you know, I, you know, we can put our cameras anywhere because we're not having to hide a hide the stuntman's face. Yeah. That's the plus, and, you know. But on the negative, it makes it makes shooting a little little trickier because. You know, you've got to be very, very careful. You know, our, our leading man's in there doing things that could twist it, you know, twist his ankle, hurt him. Uh, more than once, uh, a stunt that could potentially be a, you know, be a career ender, you know, I've, I've watched Scott do. And it's, you know, my heart is absolutely in my throat with fear. You know, it's like, God's sakes, the film's going to stop, you know. Oh, and, and Scott might get hurt. Uh, well, for, for instance, <laughs> but, uh, on, on Avengers, it, it can be. On, on Avengement, that big pub fight, obviously that fight we filmed at the, the end of the whole production. So on the very last day, I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to do the, the stunt, get a smash through the bar. But that was because I knew it didn't have work the next day and the film was done. So exactly. we could do it. Yeah. 
Did you know Scott has been nominated for a Torah Stunt Award for that? Usually it's yes. a uh, award that's absolutely only, it's only for stuntmen. They, they, they're very militant about not awarding it to directors or actors because right. oh. it's, you know, it's the unsung here. But Scott is up for an award for that because he did all of his own stunts, which is pretty, it's pretty unique. And uh, I'm very proud of him for that. It's about time that sort of uh, side of the industry is recognised properly. And, and yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I think it's also about time Scott was recognised properly as well for for what he does. You know? yeah, exactly. And so I really appreciate that that question. That's uh, a uh, it's a good one because I think people need to know when they see a Scott Atkins film, they're they're you know they're watching Scott do this stuff. And I, you know, listen, we're we're in the process of you know the business of make believe, so it's not not a necessity. But I think there's an extra something special when you know that your actor's, you know, risking life and limb and bleeding for you and having to be put in a hospital and put on a drip to give you that entertainment. You know, this is this is not CG. This is not four different doubles like Captain America has. This 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 is a guy going out there and he's bleeding for you. He's like a Roman gladiator in many in many ways. He's going out and you know that, that's entertainment. You know, uh, so I, you know Jackie Chan did it, and I think. Uh, there's not really many others that do to them, you know, in this day and age anyway. I think that's kind of... Uh, Seem, seemed like a good idea when that, I was 12. <laughs> well, it still does because it looks good, but um, which I, I like that bit in the end of the chase when uh, the kid gets knocked down and he says, I want to be a stunt guy, and you go, really? <laughs> oh, that's very nice, uh, uh, reversing of itself. Um, we, we love putting that in, didn't we, Scott? That, was, that had to yeah. stay in there. They cut that line out. Uh, uh, production. I think they didn't think it, they didn't quite understand why it was there. Like, no, that, that you don't. You guys don't understand. That's an import. That's the director and the lead actor. <laughs> that's a perfect line, and just it says it, nice, it just nicely timed as well. Um, uh, I'm really impressed. You notice that it's great. It, 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 I think the, the most nervous I've been with Scott was Accent Man when when he wanted to kick that guy off the motorbike because uh-huh. that. To me, I just couldn't see how he was going to land without getting tangled in the bloody wheels, you know? Uh, do you remember that, Scott? Just got lucky, I guess. Yeah, I didn't know how it was going to work either. I just figured, fuck it, let's do it. That was the last day as well. There was one more day after that, I think. But I, I, could, I couldn't yeah. see how you were going to land. I could just see you landing either. I, I've done it, and, and I landed on the bike, and it, I, I, it hurt me very badly. And I didn't do it very well either. But what, what you did was absolutely graceful and balletic and incredible. You landed on your feet, if I remember correctly, as well. Absolutely. I, well, I still don't really I, I'll understand. I'll tell you this. I, I, didn't, I didn't practice it. I just visualized my success in bed the night before. And uh, luckily for me, it all worked out. <laughs> impressive. Just a, sort of another take it down a slightly different thing, but the same sort of idea of when you're in the middle of uh, creating and doing these massive fight action sequences, how do you remember lines? Because one of the key things of this movie is all those lines that you pop back and forwards between each other and anyone else that are sort of, you've got to deliver them. You can't just drop them. You've got to sort of say them. But how do you work that into the action in your head when you're acting, when you're doing it? Well, Jesse will know exactly where I'm coming from with this because it's a very important thing to, to mention. It's like for me, I know what my audience expects of me and they expect some action and fighting, and I expect that of myself as well. But the end fight, the, the fight with Lewis, for instance, we've got this big dramatic scene that leads into the fight, and so I've got this one little guy on my shoulder saying, the, act, the actor devil going, 
you need another take. You sh- that wasn't a good enough performance. You've got to ask Jesse for another take. Make sure your acting's good, mate. And then I've got the other devil on the other shoulder, the stunt devil going, fuck the acting. You need to get this fight done. <laughs> you need to make the action good. And it's this internal struggle that I have because I want, I want the, I want both to be great, but you know, you can't, you just, so you know what I'm saying, Jesse? hundred percent. And we've done both, haven't we? We've done, we've done fight scenes where we focus on the, on the martial arts and let the, you know, and don't pay enough attention to the acting. And both of us feel that, that, that those particular ones, there's no need to mention anything here, didn't quite work. And then we've done other ones where we've, we've spent too much time on the acting and not enough time on the choreography. And we, we both agreed that, you know, so it's a real fine balance and you have to have a foot in either court. And, the, you know, thankfully on this, Luke Lafontaine, Louis and Scott worked out an incredible fight. It was broken down into shots, previews, uh, angles, everything with, with dialogue worked into it. And all three of them are very, very sympathetic to the need to have drama within a fight scene and not to, not to have one or the other outweigh, you know, in, in, in importance. And the guys did fantastically. I, for me to take any credit would be, would be, you know, completely wrong. It was, it was down to, you know, Scott, Luke Lafontaine and Louis, you know, really planning this, this fight out and doing great work with it, you know, really inventive and imaginative and, and, uh, so the previous you, a video was a video uh, storyboard. Basically. We didn't. We didn't pre. We, we, no, but we didn't. We didn't previous that one. Not as um, much. You did it on, but but yeah. you had ideas of it. You video. You know. We, yeah, we, we went through it. We went through yeah. it. Me and Luke, and actually because the fight with Lewis was at the end of the schedule, then we. I, I think. I think. I think the previous with without you in it, right? Where he where he played you. Yeah. 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 Oh. So I I. I I had an idea what was going on. Scott obviously adds that to it, but the point is, it's 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 heavily planned out ahead of time. And and as Scott said, he's very very diligent about making sure both camps uh, get their money's worth. You know, the people that are there for the dramatic essence and the people that are there for just the just the pugilism. You know, it's 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 a delicate it's a delicate walk. He does it very well. well I think you've you need the best of both worlds. You, you need yeah. you need good action, but if if your drama's not working and if no one gives a shit about what the story is, then no one's going to care about the action anyway, so it's it's a balancing act. It becomes a stuntman showreel if you're not if you're not careful, you know. So, yeah. which has a limited appeal, but but if you know, it's 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 a, it's a really fun it's a really fun process, and it's great to work with with Lewis and Scott because they're so sympathetic to to both you know disciplines or all of the disciplines that are involved. But I'm so pleased you enjoyed that fight. It was a it's, these guys gave everything to it. I mean everything, you know. Blood, sweat, tears, hospital visit. It's good because it goes on and it goes on beyond a bit where you would normally think, well, that's it, the end of it. It's got a, it's got a role to it that just keeps on giving. And so, so the, I think we're getting close towards time. Um, is a question then: Is was this film easier to find the money for, and were you an integral part of that, Scott? No, so you got a exec producer credit. Does that make it easier? And what was that sort of journey like in actually bringing this one and getting the production on the road? I'm not the man to find the money, so I can't speak to that. My executive producer thing is more of a creative thing, but... Um, it's a key Jesse? problem, I'm sure, because people see, well, you're one of the well, tanks. The, the product, you know, the, the entity that made the first film came to us, you know, with this idea for this, you know, do you want to make a second film? Uh, they, they went to Scott directly, Scott, Scott uh, came up with this fantastic sort of log line. 
Uh, and then they brought they brought me in, you know, very, very, you know, very lucky to have been called back again and, and uh, offered it to me, you know, and we went from there. So the financing was ahead of the was ahead of the idea. You know, the financing was the first thing that ca- that, that came, which <laughs> makes it a lot easier than running around with the script and trying to get it financed. But we've done that, too. You know, Scott did it with Accent Man very diligently, spent years, you know, spent a lot of his own money and and, and put that together. So. Uh, you know, it, it, it happens either way. But in this in this particular instance, it was uh, Bleiberg coming to us and uh, saying, this is what we'd like to do. Uh, and us saying, hmm, all right, let's have a think about it. And then Scott coming up with this sort of fantastic, this fantastic premise and us, you know, fleshing it out from there. Uh, so it was, it was, it's the best case scenario when the money comes to you. It doesn't always happen that way. Uh, but they did very well on the first film, uh, extraordinarily well and critically and financially so it's a uh, it sort of made sense to them i guess does that mean that obviously this is going to be as good a great success as the first one does it feel like there may be a bit of a long-running saga because it does to me it feels like this sort of i'd love to see more of it'd be wonderful we, we never you never know if it's going to be a success it's such a strange business now with films don't go to theaters and even then you didn't know it was going to be a, you know success but now it's all, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's uh, logarithms and algorithms and, you know, how it pops up and who, who, who gets it. But, you know, we're very lucky to have Samuel Goldwyn. They're, they're phenomenal and really, really sympathetic to, you know, the cause of, of, you know, the filmmaker and making sure the film is released correctly. And then it goes to Netflix after that. Netflix have been very, very good to us. Each, each film that Scott and I have done together has gone to them and has become steadily more and more sort of successful. So we, we owe we owe those two entities an enormous debt of gratitude because they do just a fantastic job getting our films seen. You know, uh, I don't I, I don't know about how the money flows and what happens there, but but certainly these films are successful enough to, for them to keep coming back to us, and and for that we're very thankful. Another final sort of almost final question is: it's debt collectors in the US and payback in the UK. Could you just open that idea up and what that means? Is it just to sort of differentiate, or is what's the thinking? Uh, very in, in a nutshell, uh, a different company handled the DVD and VOD release for the first film. They didn't do a particularly outstanding job in the U, in the US. The film did fantastically well on Netflix, which was after VOD and DVD. Uh, when Samuel Goldwyn picked up the sequel, they obviously didn't want to, you know, throw their bag in with those guys, not knowing what the reception would be like. Uh, Honestly, I would have gone with Debt Collector 2 because I, I thought that the Netflix, uh, you know, the, the success from there would carry across. But it's their choice. They, it's their discretion. It's their, you know, they, they're allowed to do what they do. And uh, that's, that's, simply, that's simply that. At this point in, in the game, we go with what the big boys want, you know, the, the adults. I suppose it's, uh, yes, it's the wheels within wheels that you don't know quite what they're going to do. As to Dazzler going with, uh, you know, uh, Payback, I'm not sure. You know, I, I'm a huge fan of the Mel Gibson movie, so a little bit worried about that. But at the end of the day, we're our, our very own film, and, and that's that, you know. It's Debt Collector 2. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's yeah. people, and I look forward and definitely expect to see Debt Collectors 3, maybe 4, who knows, I think. It feels, it feels like that relationship we have between the two of you is just as much more story to be told. It's so good. these guys are so good they do such good work in the picture and they're so committed to it I, I i would do another three four five i think it would just keep going uh we could come up with interesting exciting ideas each time so baby i'm there yes please please do 
Excuse me, I've got a cough. <laughs> it was COVID. COVID-19. Oh, you bring us back to that. No. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Well, um, I think I'm um, being told that, that our time is up. So um, um, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for answering questions. I've got loads more if uh, I could always send them across to you another way. Um, but either way, thank you very much for making Debt Collectors, Debt Collectors 2, whatever it's going to be called. Um, it's great. I recommend it. Thank you very much. Thanks, thank well. you very much thank for you. having us. Really appreciate it. Well, look forward to talking some more. Thanks so much for the help. Thanks, mate. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.